My entitled neighbor trespasses onto my property just to take senior pictures for a bunch of kids without asking our permission. My wife and I have a pretty nice backyard. It takes a lot of work to maintain, but it pays off because we love sitting out there and looking at our backyard as we eat our meals at our kitchen table. Recently, we heard voices coming from our backyard. I went out to investigate what the issue was, and there were a bunch of people doing a senior high school picture session in our backyard. There were six high schoolers total, among the others present. As I approached them, I asked them what they were doing. The one woman barely even glanced at me, dismissively saying we had such a beautiful yard and it would make for great senior pictures. It turns out it was our neighbor from across the street that I had never met face to face. The only interaction I really ever had was just the polite waves as you drive by each other. Let me tell you, it was a less than stellar first impression. They made no effort to move, further engage in conversation, nor leave my property. They simply stopped talking to me, continued giving each other pose directions, and continued snapping pictures. I just stood there for a moment, stunned. As they started walking around to set up a new position by the pond, I snapped out of it and made it clear that I was not fond of them trespassing on my property, to which she said, and I quote, I would much rather ask for forgiveness than permission. It wasn't just the fact that she had said that, or how she said it, but it was the fact that she said it multiple times while I was making it clear I wasn't happy with them being there. After getting frustrated with the conversation going nowhere, I coldly quipped back, That doesn't work so well when the owner's standing right in front of you. After that, I walked back inside to speak to my wife regarding how big of a deal we wanted to make this. And after some discussion, we realized we were on the same page. We had to make sure this supposed neighbor knew she was not welcome to just trespass on our yard whenever she wanted, especially our backyard. I walked back outside to confront them again to make them leave, but they were already gone. I guess my comment and demeanor hit home and made them feel like it was a good idea to leave. And while I wish I could have been there to tell them to get lost, I'm happy it didn't escalate into a bigger confrontation and that they simply just left. We haven't caught them in our backyard again, but that doesn't mean she won't try again or won't just wait until we leave. Honestly, if I was the people that own this property, I would call the police. This is blatant trespassing. Like, imagine if you found out your neighbor just kind of rolled up into your backyard and was taking pictures without you knowing it. Even worse, imagine if this happened while they weren't home and they drove up on this. I most definitely would have lost my cool if I saw that in action. And the best part about it is that these people took pictures of where they were at. They literally took pictures of them trespassing on this property. So it would be very easy for them to prove that, hey, yeah, they were here without our permission. And I'm sure this would have been a lot different if this was a neighbor that they actually knew. But from the sounds of it, this was like a neighbor that they just don't know, that they've never had a conversation with. So I can understand how they would be a little spooked and really would want them to get off their property. And honestly, all things considered, I don't blame them. I broke up with my boyfriend originally because of his parents, and I don't know if I should tell him. I used to be engaged to my boyfriend about four years ago, but I broke it off back then because of his family. They went from loving me to offering me money so I would break up with him once they found out he had proposed to me. I did eventually break up with him, not for money, but because I didn't want him to be put in a position where he had to choose me or his family and it was obvious that this was how things were going to end up. Since he is extremely close to his family, a big part of me was afraid that he wasn't going to choose me either, which contributed to my decision to end the relationship. Last year I started hanging out with some old friends again, which meant I saw him again too. At first he was really angry and upset to see me. After I broke up with him, I refused to talk to him because I knew it would be impossible to stick to my decision if I did so. Because of that, he never really got much explanation from me either. He wanted me to give him that closure but I didn't want to cause problems between him and his family. It felt pointless to tell him after all this time when it wouldn't change anything at all. He wouldn't drop it at first but eventually I agreed to go on a date with him and he agreed to never ask me again. He hasn't asked me since 
hints, but I know he wants to. Part of me feels like I should tell him now, since this isn't the type of secret I think I should be keeping from him. But I also still don't want to cause issues between him and his family. I've seen them again since we got back together, and his mother told me that they'll have to accept that he isn't going to let me go. They've also been really nice to me, but I don't know if it'll last. It definitely won't last if I tell him what actually happened. What should I do? I think this is a really terrible situation to be stuck in. You were engaged to your boyfriend and obviously you loved him, but the family just didn't want you to be involved. Like, that is just terrible. And also, the boyfriend seems to be the only one without any knowledge of what's actually happening. But in my honest opinion, it's been four years, and I think it's time for you to tell him what actually happened. He deserves to know the truth about his family and how they actively ruined his future marriage. Like, honestly, he's probably going to find out anyways. It's not like you're doing any terrible thing in the first place. And from the sounds of it, this person doesn't have any feelings towards this guy anymore, so I think she should just go for it. And it might even be better to try and stay ahead of whatever the parents are going to say to him. Because you can bet if you step back into his life, they're probably going to step back into that situation and try and make sure that this is the last time, if ever, he wants anything to do with you. So go for it. Say something. It's been four years. He needs to know, and he's going to find out one way or the other. I gave my dad an ultimatum, and now half my family hates me. When I was 10, my mom died from cancer. Before her death, she was going through chemo and such. And while she was quite literally fighting for her life, my father took it upon himself to cheat on her with multiple women, all of them knowing he was in a marriage. My dad did have his favorite woman to get with. We'll call her Sarah. That's not her real name. Sarah was very much aware of my father's marriage, but didn't care. She was playing on the sidelines for years before my father came clean about him cheating two months after Sarah gave birth to my baby brother. He promised us, mostly my mom of course, that he would stop cheating and dedicate his time to work and his family. But that didn't last long because my mom found out that her husband was on a sketchy website with Sarah. My mom couldn't divorce my dad because she was financially dependent on him due to her having cancer and needing to get chemotherapy. So she spent the rest of her time trying to build peace between the family and Sarah and welcoming my baby brother into the family as well. I was only 10 at the time, so I obviously didn't have a full grasp on the situation, nor did I fully understand. A week after my mom's funeral, my dad moved Sarah into his house, basically starting a more public relationship with her. During that time of her moving in, my mom's side of the family wouldn't come over to visit. Go figure. My dad lied and told me that it was because they're liars and that they don't care about me, when in all actuality, they were told by my father to either accept Sarah or to never come to our house. This messed me up and I fell into a deep depression. I would spend hours in my room, curled up in a ball, sobbing my eyes out and isolating myself from everyone. Sarah would be the one to always find me and she would yell at me about having an attitude. Sarah was very unkind to me from the age of 10 to about 16. She would specifically target me since I acted like my mom. My dad knew about this and she would do it in front of him. He would either stay quiet or encourage her to do worse. I remember one time when me and my twin brother, we were 13 at the time, had our report cards from school. I was passing with A's and B's and he had a few C's and one D. Sarah backhanded me in front of my dad because one of my grades dropped from a 95 to an 84. But all she told my brother was to just get his grades up or he'll lose his gaming console and send him to his room over his failing grades. My dad stayed quiet the entire time. He wouldn't even look at me. Fast forward to July of 2020. We recently moved into a bigger house. Not even a month after living there, she tried to argue with me over my chores. She claimed I overstuffed the dishwasher when in fact it wasn't overstuffed. It was just plates in there from the night before. Anyway, she called me a liar and I told her I had no reason to lie and she ran up to me and slapped me. I lost my cool and I cursed her out. I let out years of anger and frustration on her. She called my father crying. I told him my side of the story, but he still picked her over me. Luckily for me, my aunt was visiting and saw the whole 
whole thing. I was already telling her about the abuse I was going through, and this showed her that I was not lying. I ended up getting kicked out, and I'm currently living with my aunt. Everyone, including my older sister and twin brother, took her side, even though for years they told me themselves that they hated Sarah. In fact, I was the one that consoled them whenever they would cry about the stuff that she has done to our family. My dad has tried every trick to get me to move back in. He's tried threatening me, bribing me, crying to me, you name it. It has never worked, but it doesn't stop them from harassing me and my aunt's household. I finally snapped and told my dad that we could have a semi-normal conversation if he leaves Sarah. Obviously, he didn't leave her and told our family that I was being disrespectful and trying to ruin his happiness. Now I'm getting calls and text messages from family members telling me to grow up and stop acting like a baby. I feel stuck. I've been open with everyone about this stuff, but they just dismiss me as being a teenage girl that just needs to grow up. I don't know what to do anymore. I want to give up. I want to sleep and never wake up, but that isn't an option, so I really need some advice on moving forward. My dad is threatening to get the cops involved so he can force me to live with him again and be miserable. What should I do? Your dad is a piece of garbage. Let me just first off saying that. He was cheating on his wife when she was going through chemotherapy. You have to remember that going into this. And if I were in your shoes, I absolutely would not want to live there either. Sarah sounds like an absolute monster. That really is such a terrible situation and I'm so sorry you're going through that. I don't know what the circumstances are of you getting out of a house that's being legitimately abusive to you, but it sounds like your aunt is more than willing to take care of you until you're of age. So maybe ask her if she can help you out with finding some way for her to be your official guardian from here on out. Especially if your dad and Sarah are treating you like garbage. But overall, best of luck and hopefully things work out for you. My best friend's boyfriend is extremely creepy and a freeloader, and I don't know how to tell her. This Memorial Day weekend, I came to visit my best friend because her and I did not see each other regularly due to moving to different cities after college. I figured that since I had a bit of money and an extra day off of work, I would surprise her and just show up. Little to my surprise, she has forged a brand new relationship and is already living with the man. When I first arrived, he seemed very cordial. I bought wine and a house plant to help bring some life to their newly acquired house until they can get some money for interior decorations. He thanked me and was genuinely excited to meet up because he's heard so much about me. The first day and night go off without a hitch and I went to sleep with an overall good feeling about the man. That is until the next day. The next day, my best friend and I decided to do brunch and a walking tour of the downtown area and we also decided to try out the local breweries that popped up in the area. It was a pleasant day with her and we caught up. When we were at the last brewery, she mentioned that her boyfriend gets a little weird without his herb, if you know what I mean. And so she asked if we could stop by a person's house to buy some. In my state, the herb is legal, so I go to an authorized retailer. In this state, it's incredibly illegal, so you still have to do under-the-table buys. I did not feel comfortable taking such a risk, but I did it anyways because they were hosting me and I kind of wanted some. When I got to the house, he was withdrawn and was not as talkative as he was yesterday. So I handed him the herb and he just walks off and starts to break it up and roll it. He did not even thank me for it. I figured this would pass once he got some more THC in his system. But he instead runs into the back room and closes the door and doesn't socialize. Then I told my best friend to go grab the wine that was open last night and she says that it was completely gone. I found that really strange, being as though he already drank a whole separate bottle as well as some other like-minded beverages. Again though, I just shrugged this off. When the next bottle is opened, he claims he didn't like it because it was too dry for him. After my first glass, I realized I was still a little bit under the influence from the brewery tour, so I left the wine alone. He comes to me and asks if I wanted the bottle anymore, and I told him no, so then he proceeds to drink the whole bottle with no regard to my best friend or myself. Again, there was no thank you either. I go into the room and they decided to play together on the Nintendo Switch, and they invited me to join them. I told them that I wasn't familiar with 
the game they were playing, but that I would go ahead and give it a shot. After a quick crash course, I got the hang of the game, but we still lost the first round. He then proceeds to make disparaging remarks about me and gets really nasty as the game goes on. The whole time, my best friend is laughing and thinks it's cute. I get very discouraged and withdrawn and decide to stop playing, and they did not notice that my character was not even moving on the screen. He eventually realizes that I am not going to open the last bottle of wine that he is itching to drink, so he then proceeds to ask my best friend about her finances so he can go to the store and grab a drink for himself. She said that she's broke, and I decided to play along like I'm broke as well, as I didn't want him asking me for money. This prompted me to ask her outside of this guy's presence whether or not he was employed. She says no and that she does everything for him and the house. That's when my alarm bells were going off about this guy. Later that same evening, I was washing the dishes after my best friend cooked dinner. He then comes up behind me and touches me. I was so thrown off by this gesture that I stopped doing the dishes and ran to the back with my friend. I should have said something, but instead we all just went to bed and I thought this was the end of it. But that's when I would wake up periodically and he would be standing over my bed, just watching me sleep. I didn't know what to do or even say. The only way I could get him out of my room was to pretend like I was tossing and turning in my sleep. At one point, he was even going through my belongings, looking for who knows what. As of right now, it's 3.36 in the morning and I have not slept. I am afraid he's going to try and come into my room again while I'm asleep, rifle through my things, and watch me sleep. I plan for one more day, but I am highly uncomfortable with this man. I want to book a hotel for my final night, but I don't know how to explain this to my best friend. She is so caught up with this guy that anything I would say is probably going to be ignored. She's been struggling with depression and he brings her happiness and I just don't want to crush that. But he is clearly a creep and a freeloader. What should I do? I would get my things together, pack my bags, and get out of there. There were quite a few details that I chose to keep out of this, but please know that this guy is a grade A weirdo. The original poster goes on to say that at one point, he was sitting at her bedside, making really inappropriate comments at her, as if she was asleep, but she was very clearly awake. So in my opinion, I would get out of there and I would get out of there fast. It does not matter what time it is or how your best friend feels. This guy seems like an absolute weirdo and a very big danger to you. And there's no way I would sleep in that kind of environment. And while I totally understand where the original poster is coming from, when they say that they don't want to ruin this relationship for their very depressed friend, but in a situation like this where there is a strange man who you don't know that is touching you inappropriately and watching you while you sleep, you need to get out and get out like right now. There are hotels that are available. There's an Uber you can call. Get out of that house. You can't control how you your friend is going to react, but you can control what you do because the way this guy is acting is absolutely unacceptable and you deserve better than that. My security cameras have been hacked for three months without me realizing. I have broadband internet and starting at the beginning of February, my internet service started a constant on-off, on-off cycle. The internet would cut out every minute, sometimes every 30 seconds, and would stay off between one to 10 minutes. It would then come on and off over and over again, repeating constantly. It happened all day and all night without stopping. Over the course of the last three months, I've called my internet service provider, complaining about their signal probably 30 to 40 times. They started off by sending technicians out. I was told that it's my modem or my router, so I replaced both about six times over three months. I replaced all of the ethernet cables. One time they told me it was my wiring, and that I had to hire an electrician to come to my house to run a dedicated ground line straight from the breaker box to the outlet where the modem was plugged in. That cost 
me $300. At one point, twice to be exact, they said they found the problem. It was something at the node and on the pole, so they sent bucket trucks and apparently fixed it. Except it wasn't fixed. I couldn't do online school, I couldn't watch a movie, I couldn't do anything online because the internet would never stay on for more than a minute at a time. I even installed an internet connection monitor, and in a 24-hour period, it would record over 1,300 disconnections. I was beyond frustrated and infuriated. After the first four or five tech visits, my problem was escalated to the quality team, supervisors, and several other higher-ups. I had their cell phone numbers on speed dial, and when I would get frustrated, I would call them, text them, send screenshots of my connection log, and just constantly bug them to come and fix their problem. They replaced just about every cable in my house, including the ones outside. They switched the pole where I got service from, switching from the pole in the front of my house to the one across the street. One of the higher-ups was friendly and very concerned, and he was determined to find the cause until it was fixed. But for three months, no one could fix it. Two days ago, another supervisor came out for maybe the eighth or ninth tech visit. All the signals and lines were checked inside and out. I succinctly stated, this is not my problem. I've done everything imaginable to try and fix my equipment, my wiring, my everything. I swear on everything that is holy that this is your problem. It is a problem with your signal. He says to me, I just had a similar problem with a woman in Pennsylvania. She had a teen who played Fortnite all day. Some of these kids online, when you make them mad, they'll launch a DDoS attack. They can get your IP and they can do constant, persistent attacks, shutting down your service. And honestly, I think you're a victim of a DDoS attack. Here's an interesting side note. For over a week, my internet hadn't been on for more than a minute at a time. I have security cameras, one of which is aimed at my driveway. When the internet service provider's truck pulled in yesterday, suddenly for the first time in I don't know how long, the internet stayed on. The tech and the supervisor were here for 35 minutes and the internet never cut out once, which was just unheard of for us. So his verdict was that I was getting DDoS attacks. I didn't believe him because it's my understanding that DDoS attacks are limited in scope. They happen for a set period of time, maybe three days or so, not 24-7 for three months straight. As soon as he left, I switched my internet service provider's router back to my original router that I own. I went into the settings and it lists all attacks, when they occurred and at what device on the network. I had used my router just one day. All that before the internet service provider told me that if they were to help me, I had to use their router. So after that one day, I unplugged mine and went back to using theirs. So when I opened up the attack list, I had data from that one day and I saw 45 attacks that listed my security cameras, which I thought was very strange. So I immediately unplugged my cameras from the internet and all of a sudden, my internet worked. It stayed on several days later and there's no problems. So I started searching for information on security cameras getting hacked and DDoS attacks. Turns out, hacking security cameras is common and many hackers have used security cameras to launch DDoS attacks. I did a lot of research and realized that this was the cause of all of my problems. Whoever was messing with me and hacking my system was doing so through my security cameras. So I unplugged them and I've never seen problems since. It is such a relief to have internet service again. And honestly, this is a lesson learned. I honestly did not even know that was possible. I didn't even realize that you could hack into someone's internet connection with the security cameras, let alone know exactly what they're doing. The original poster goes on to say that after doing some research, it looks like there's specific websites that can hack into specific types of cameras and that through this camera, they're able to do all sorts of heinous things to your network and that the cameras that they were using just happened to be one of those easily hackable cameras where anybody could just get in and look through the camera and see what's going on, which is terrifying. But at the end of the day, they figured out their problem and they now have internet again. But I can only imagine 
imagine who it was that was messing with them and looking at them through their security cameras. Because personally, that is some nightmare fuel that I would honestly never want to deal with. Thanks for watching. When you subscribe, make sure to hit the bell to turn on notifications. To finish listening to all the stories, use the playlist at the top of the description. And the next time you live stream, use the cream of the crop music. Search cream of the stream on Spotify or whatever platform you use for copyright free music to use for your next stream.